millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. Naturalhempoil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. Visit naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare flashlight. The Fighter Flare flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. www.fighterflare.com. Order now. Something wicked is coming this way, and only fools are ignoring the signs. So it's time you became a financial prepper like thousands of others. Gold can travel anywhere. It's international. It's its own currency. Allocate to gold now, the timeless safe haven asset. Open an IRA with noble gold investments to physically hold coins and bars and let real, tangible gold, not just paper, save your portfolio as the economy burns again. Right now, Noble Gold Investments offers a free 3-ounce silver American virtue coin with every qualified IRA. Just use the promo code GOLD to claim your free coin and secure your family's financial future. 
future. Go to noblegoldinvestments.com. Now, noblegoldinvestments.com. Past performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we are live, and today is the moment of truth. As all of you know, last night, Charlie Kirk, he filled us with a big, big fat dose of hopium and said, breaking, an internal source has shared that a rural Arizona county has found a significant miscount, netting Abraham Hamaday with hundreds of new votes. Sources suspect current Secretary of State Katie Hobbs is not quickly releasing this revelation to provide as little time as possible for public reaction. Now, uh, we've gotten some more information about this uh, leak. Nobody has the real numbers. Nobody has the actual totals of what this discrepancy is. But we do have some more information. We now, I think, know which county this is coming from. And the actual results of this recount are scheduled to be released right now. There's a hearing going on. And my plan was to live stream that hearing. Uh, but unfortunately, the judge has decided that the hearing will be in person and not live streamed which just kind of smells like a little more corruption. I'm pretty sure the judge presiding over this situation is the same one that presided over Carrie Lake's trial. So uh, what we're going to do is we're going to go live. We're going to talk about several different stories while we wait for those results. Um, but I first want to give you guys a little bit more information and context uh, from an article that was published describing the situation in a little more detail. Now, we know that Abraham Hamaday, the discrepancy between his... Uh, between Hamaday and Maez was 511 votes. So, obviously, all of us are hoping that whatever this discrepancy is, is greater than that margin of victory, making Abraham Hamaday the winner. But, it's a long shot. And, uh, yes, it is It is very much hopium for us to, uh, to think that that's going to happen because what we learned from Hamaday and Kerry Lake, they posted about this, is that for some reason... The results of this recount, which were supposed to be published on December 22nd, which was the day before Abraham's trial, Katie Hobbs petitioned the courts for the results of this recount to go directly to her so that she could vet and verify the results. So, personally, uh, that makes me very suspicious. If they come out and say this discrepancy was not greater than 511, well, Katie Hobbs is going to have some big problems on her hands because nobody's going to trust that, given the fact that she went out of her way to prevent this information from coming out to the public and got it you know, uh, in her hands to potentially manipulate it. But uh, let me get into this article, and please go ahead and smash that rumble button and subscribe to this channel if you have not already. So, here's a little more context, here's a little more details. Discrepancy in 2022 penal county recount expected questions persist. Okay, so we know, well, we're pretty sure that this discrepancy happened in penal county. Now, I was actually hoping it would be like Cochise or Mojave or one of these counties that refused to certify because that would have been poetic justice. I mean, think about it. Katie Hobbs forces Cochise County to certify an election that they don't think was free and fair. And then it turns out that a recount shows that the results, there's a major discrepancy here, and it changes the outcome of the election after Katie Hobbs forced them to certify it. So that's what I was hoping for last night. But unfortunately, I don't get to have that, uh, you know, little moment. But still, 
This is pretty big. So, Penal County, we know it's Penal County, and I already talked about how Katie Hobbs petitioned the courts to have the results go directly to her office. Now, here's the somewhat disappointing part. The approximate ballot discrepancy is about 300, according to, who is this? What is this network? (laughs) The Arizona Independent News Network. According to them and their sources, the estimate number of ballot discrepancy is about 300. So unfortunately, it appears this is not enough to clear the margin of victory. But again, these are approximate numbers. These are estimates. These are This is information coming out of so-called trusted sources that we don't know who they are. And until we get the actual numbers, we don't know. All right? Um, <laughs> but still, 300 ballots is a pretty big discrepancy. And this is obviously going to help Abraham Hamaday in his appeal process because this information was withheld from uh, his his legal representation, right? I mean, think about it. Abraham Hamaday went to court trying to show that there was there was discrepancies in the election, and the sole focus was Maricopa County, and he was able to show a number of ballots that were wrongly adjudicated and not tabulated correctly, and. Uh, Turns out, you know, in a county that they weren't even focused on, we have a discrepancy in the hundreds. So I don't know how. Look, I'm not a legal scholar. I don't know if Abraham Hamaday can amend his complaint to add new counts regarding penal county or whatever. But at the same time, I would assume that this is only going to help him in the appeal process, whether or not the margin is large enough to clear. I mean, the discrepancy is large enough to clear the margin of victory. I would only assume. This is going to help him regardless. So, it is believed that the issue with Penal's tally was known before Hamaday and gubernatorial candidate Carrie Lake filed their separate election challenges in Arizona courts. If that is the case, then both candidates were denied information that could have changed their election challenges, which focused only on the mismanagement in Maricopa County on Election Day. Absolutely. So this would this would just go to show obstruction, right? So I mean, Carrie Lake can use this to her advantage. Um, it's not going to help her in terms of like showing, hey, there was X amount of votes for Carrie Lake because Carrie Lake's not part of this recount whatsoever. Um, when you do a recount, you only recount the races that are within that 05 percent margin. So they're not going to show any. Uh, added additional Carrie Lake votes, but what she could show is that Maricopa County, um, or Katie Hobbs, rather, obstructed her ability to formulate her complaint in a number of ways. I mean, they they refused to comply with FOIA requests, right? And they also tried to... This just goes to show their uh, blatant disregard for the law. This just goes to show that they're in cover-their-ass mode. So, although it won't add additional votes for Carrie Lake, she could use that to show, look, these people are frickin' criminals. <clears throat> so, now, this, I forgot about this, but this was, this is really, just goes to show what a disaster Arizona elections are. If you guys remember, in August, officials were forced to fire Penal County Elections Director David Frisk in the wake of the county's disastrous disenfranchisement of untold number of voters in the primary election. Yes, I do. It it jogged my memory. I almost forgot about this. But in in Penal County, 
uh, the the elections department sent out sixty three thousand voters in seven municipalities an incorrect early ballot in the mail, and they were relying they were relying on a formula provided by Hobbs office. The elections department failed to have enough ballots on hand at multiple locations for voters. So this was in the primaries. What they did was they sent out sixty three thousand ballots without the municipal races on the ballot. And what they had to do to try to fix that or amend that was to send out a second ballot with the with only the municipal races, right? So basically voters in the primaries, they had to vote on two separate ballots. Now, obviously that is a freaking um What's the the 14th Amendment violation? Because some voters only had to vote on one ballot. And you made it increasingly difficult for these 63,000 people to cast their vote. I mean, I would imagine there was thousands of people that said, I'm not voting on two frickin' ballots. You know, I mean, or they didn't even get it in the mail. So Penal County County has been a disaster. There was also uh, this, which I I forgot about. And I want to remind all of you. There was a voter registration error, and this was published October 19th, 2022. So this was during the early voting period in the actual general election. And this was regarding, um, I believe this was regarding Pima County. So when I I read about, when I was reminded about the 63,000 voters sent the wrong ballots, I remembered this issue as well. So there was a there was a so-called mistake and again I think this was in Pima County. This article I don't think it says, but basically there was a mistake uh where uh, apparently they wrongly identified some voters as federal only voters, meaning they could only vote in federal races uh for the US Senate and House of Representatives. Right, and they believe that this affected uh, at least a thousand voters statewide. Okay, so maybe this wasn't a county; this was a statewide issue. But yeah, so they they wrongly marked people to the tune of six thousand as people that could only vote in federal races, meaning the state races did not appear on their original ballots. And again, I believe that they had to send them a second ballot in order to correct this mistake. So. If Abraham Hamaday wasn't on the frickin' ballot for a thousand people and they had to cast a second ballot, that's something he could also uh, challenge legally. So I'm really hoping, you know, Abraham Hamaday, after his case was dismissed, he said, what we're going to do is we are going to wait for the recount results to determine our next course of action. So now we have uh, um, all of this evidence from counties outside of Maricopa where his original complaint was focused and we have uh we have you know tons of tons of new information and uh I want to show you guys something very very <laughs> interesting that Abraham Hamaday posted on his Twitter he said my team is filing a motion for a stay to delay the inauguration for the office of attorney general <laughs> Next week, until we resolve all matters regarding the potential discrepancies in the recount and litigation, we request General Brnovich remain in office until all issues are resolved. <laughs> so, Arizona, great news for all of you out there 
old nunchuck swinging cuck do nothing Burnovich may actually get more time in office to sit there and do absolutely nothing. And I guess that's better than a you know a Democrat being sworn into office. But not really. I mean, freaking Burnovich sucks, man. Uh, this entire time that Kerry Lake and Hamaday and and uh, Mark Fincham have you know been fighting the 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 election manipulation, they've been calling on Burnovich to intervene, and he has not. <laughs> In the Arizona statute, the statute which. There, so there's a there's a, a a statute in Arizona which lays out the process for challenging an election, right? And it says specifically in that statute, right at the bottom, that the attorney general can intervene in the case. And being that he's the top prosecutor in the state, his uh, if he were to intervene, that would hold a lot of weight in how the courts view the situation. However, Mark Burnovich has done absolutely nothing, and he's. Uh, continued to prove himself to be nothing but a rhino who is part of the same uh, McCain election fraud system in Arizona as all the other people that were fighting. And it, you, so what was what was that quote about? Remember when he was sitting down with 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 Carrie Lake and Doug I'm not Carrie Lake, not I'm sorry, their names both start with K. Katie Hobbs and Doug Ducey during the certification. And Mark Burnovich said something to the effect of, well, technically, we're not actually certifying the election. We're just here to bear witness to Katie Hobbs certifying the election. And I just want to say that often those who ride the tiger seeking power end up inside. And he said that like, whoa, whoa, Mark Burnovich has a trick up his sleeve. He's, he's, got, a, he's got a plan. He's going to do something about it. And he was basically making this uh, kind of a veiled threat to Katie Hobbs. Like, okay, you want to you wanna play hardball? I'm game. Marky Mark Burnovich. I got my nunchucks in my back pocket. And so what was that all about? He hasn't done shit. You know? Anyway, so we got 1,200 people watching. If you guys could smash the rumble button. And as a bunch of people come in, I want to remind you that what we're doing right now is we're waiting for the results of the Hamaday recount. Again, I wanted to live stream a hearing. This is going on in the courts right now. But unfortunately, the judge, at his own discretion, decided not to live stream it. So hopefully, in the very near future, we'll get the results of the recount, this discrepancy in Penal County. Now, I want to let you guys know something that... According to the Arizona statute regarding recounts, initially the recount is done using the tabulator. So they're taking the ballots, they're programming the ballots to only read the elections that are being recounted, um, and they get fed through the tabulator, and you get a, a result of the recount. Once that result is published, then the candidates can actually request a hand recount. So Abraham Hamaday still has some tools at his disposal. Uh, let's say that this tabulator recount comes out, and it's not enough of a discrepancy to clear the margin of victory. Well, then he can request a, a hand recount, according to the Arizona statute around recounts. And I would assume, you know, that we would probably get different numbers having a hand recount than what we get from the tabulator. 
Because in, in, in Abraham Hamaday's trial, what he showed was that there were write-ins, there were, there were uh, I believe, provisional ballots that the tabulator did not accurately count votes for Hamaday. Now, there was a couple for Maez that should have been counted for her, too. But still, there was, there was issues with the tabulator's ability to read ballots. Now, we know that that's not an, a bug. It's a freaking feature. But a hand count, even though it's not an actual audit, is still more reliable than a, than a hand count on tabulators. Okay, because effectively, they would have to go back behind themselves. If they, let's say they rigged the election with the machine, they would have to go back behind themselves and stuff fake ballots to make everything match up. And if they haven't had the opportunity to do that, then those ballots should reflect the actual numbers. <clears throat> but still, we have a situation where uh, we have a recount with a major discrepancy, and even if that doesn't show Abraham Hamaday won, he can still request a hand count. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. And, uh, you know, this whole thing about Abraham Hamaday requesting that they postpone the inauguration of the Attorney General and keep Brnovich in place, it has been done before in Arizona. It happened in 1991, I believe. <clears throat> oh, so, people are saying, announced. Niffer, where can I where can I get that information? Let's see. We're going to... We're going to do a quick search. Okay. Uh, apparently, we, th the results are in, and I'm pulling them up now. So, everybody, please be patient. Smash the, the rumble button and subscribe. Recount Arizona. <clears throat> Come on. I, I, uh, Jennifer. Jennifer, where is it? Oh, okay. I got a link in the chat from Ard Bark Eater. And that guy, he's a freaking troll, so... I'm not sure where this link is going to take me, but we're going to find out. All right. No. Oh, wait. So so the hearing is live. TubeBuddy helps your YouTube videos get seen. Sure, Twitter. Okay, Twitter. Let's see. The kitchen. What am I looking for? I'm going to pull up the results on Twitter. We're going to find out here in a second. It would be helpful to know which Twitter account to look at. Alright, so... Can anybody tell me... I would imagine AZ Data Guru, freaking Garrett Archer, he knows. He's pretty quick with this kind of stuff, even though he's a pompous prick. Uh, I'm not seeing it, Jennifer. I'm not seeing it at all. Somebody, tell me where the frickin' results are. Uh, Happy New Year, TZ Burton. At AZ Law. Okay, at AZ Law. Thank you guys for your patience as I'm fumbling around here. Huh? The dude with two, two frickin' followers? No, that can't be right. That can't be right. I, uh, Jennifer, can you text me? Jennifer, you have my number. Can you send me the link, please? At Arizona Law. Okay, so that's different than AZ Law. At Arizona Law. All right, here we go. 54 followers. 
No, that can't be right either. Jeez, man. <laughs> Jennifer, please text me. Please text me. Text me the results, please. We'll do it live. F it. We'll do it live. The famous quote. This is what happens when you do it live. All right. So, <laughs> oh, man. So what we know, while I'm waiting for Jennifer ask, uh, Jennifer to text me, I didn't want to dox her, tell her full name, but yeah. So we have three very close races in Arizona. It's not just Abraham Hamaday's lace, we, or race. We also have the superintendent of public instruction, Republican Tom Horn. There was a recount there, but there was a, a pretty big margin of 9,000 votes over the Democrat. We also had Liz Harris, the beloved Liz Harris. I don't know if you guys knew this, but she was part of this recount as well. And the margin was only 270 votes. However, it's, uh, you know, in her District 13, it's a much, much smaller race. So the percentage, I think, comes out to about 0.4% with Liz Harris. All right, so here's what we got. I just got a text from Jennifer Asper, and I actually want to pull this up on the screen but it ain't good i'll tell you that much it ain't good (laughs) sorry guys this is not good news as we can always expect you know when we get ourselves up on a freaking hopium balloon all right so i've got the link i'm pulling it up and it ain't good news it appears and i'm going to share the share my screen so you guys can see this all right, there we go. Okay, so according to Arizona Arizona's law, that was why I couldn't find it, because it was Arizona's law. Breaking, Attorney General Chris Mays wins by 280 votes. Hamaday picked up 231 votes in the recount. Horn wins by 9,111. Liz Harris defeats Julie Willoughby by 275 votes. Okay, so effectively, all three races stay the same. However, Hamaday picked up uh, 231 votes in the recount. So Hamaday was able to clear about half of his margin of victory in the machine recount. Again, I want to remind you guys that Hamaday is entitled to request a hand recount. Okay, not to mention... This is going to help Hamaday in the appeals process. And uh, this this is a systemic irregularity. We don't know the cause. But how does this happen? How, how does it happen where one county was off by 231 votes? Doesn't make a lot of sense. But it is... It, okay, so it's a little bit disappointing here, you know. <clears throat> but I should have known. I should have known when they said... Uh, a discrepancy of hundreds of votes. It could have been 100, could have been 200, could have been 300, could have been 400, could have been 500, and we still wouldn't have cleared that margin. If they had said thousands, well, we'd have known it was a sure thing. But <sighs> Super Buff Shaft says, and all the other counties' counts are dead on? LOL, are we supposed to trust this when Hobbs intercepted this info and blocked it? Come on, exactly. Don't you think it's odd? I certainly do that Katie Hobbs was panicked enough to force these recount results to come directly to her office to vet and verify the accuracy. Now, it'll be interesting in 
uh, Penal County, if Penal County comes out and says, hey, this wasn't the initial total, the initial total showed a discrepancy of 600. Then all of a sudden, Katie Hobbs took it into her office and it comes out different. But I don't know if Penal County has that kind of integrity. You know, given the fact that Penal County's election has been, I mean, their their election was a disaster. When they, they had to get rid of David Frisk, when they sent out 63,000 of the wrong ballots, and then they replaced Frisk with somebody else who was no no better, right? Now, I, I just assume that these are people that want to cover their ass, and, you know, this makes them look like a bunch of jerk-offs that are incompetent, and that's what these people do. They don't want their... Uh, they don't want their incompetency, they don't want their failures to be broadcast to the news and make themselves look like a bunch of idiots. So they want to downplay this. I, I doubt that they would come out and blow the whistle about Katie Hobbs. Uh, I, I doubt that. Saying, oh, actually, no, we screwed up more. Our, our screw-up was much bigger than that, actually. I doubt that. But, so, that's what we got. That's what we have, ladies and gentlemen. And... The next steps are going to be the the ball is in Abraham Hamaday's court. We know that he's going to issue a motion for stay to delay the inauguration of the office of attorney general and appeal his decision. So, until the fat lady sinks, hope is still alive, ladies and gentlemen. Now, I want to talk about a different story because this one's interesting. Given the fact that Carrie Lake has been fighting for a new election in Arizona. And, you know, people saying how absurd that is. That, that that just doesn't happen. That's not something that can be done. Well, according to Georgia, Scraven County, you can have a new election. A judge has ordered a new election in Scraven County after systemic irregularities. Now, I talked about this on Locals last night. And uh, so here's what happened. A highly anticipated hearing in Scraven County lasted more than three hours last week and yielded a decision by a judge to order a new election after testimony revealed irregularities in the 2022 election. On November 18th, 2022, Scraven County Commissioners Allison Willis and Mike Dixon, candidate for County Commissioner in District 1, Tyler Thompson, Vicki T. Reddick, and Michael Lloyd Waters filed a lawsuit against Election Superintendent Debbie Brown, Election Supervisor Hannah DeRiso, and Commissioner Edwin Lovett. The five contended that the wrong ballots had been issued to at least two dozen voters in District 1 and that the incorrect ballots may have had an impact on the county commission race in that district that had a margin of just seven votes. So, this is a very, very small county. This was a very small election. I believe there was only 713 people that voted in this commissioner race. But we had a discrepancy where people were sent the wrong ballots, and it was dozens of people. And uh, <coughs> so the judge concluded that effectively, we we can't possibly know the outcome because you don't know how those few dozen people would have voted. So they put a bunch of witnesses on the stand. I'm not going to go through this whole article, uh, but basically there was a couple of key things here. And the judge basically smacked down their attempt to cover this up and downplay it. Susie Patrick testified that she, her husband, and her mother all reside in the same place. Patrick and her husband voted on election day, while her mother voted early at the election's office. 
To her knowledge, none of them had a ballot with the county commission race for the district in which they reside. During her testimony, she said her family had been assigned in the wrong district since at least 2010. So let's think about this for a second. We just talked about how this happened in Arizona. This happened in Penal County to the tune of 63,000 ballots where people were sent people's ballots in the mail did not contain the municipal elections. Now, I would imagine that some people don't even notice that kind of thing. And it makes you wonder, given that this is now coming out in Georgia, and we have one person that took the stand to say that I've been I've been assigned the wrong district, basically getting the wrong ballot since at least 2010. How often does this happen? How often do these people that run elections send out the wrong ballots without races on the ballot, or you have the wrong candidates on the ballot, and it just goes unnoticed? And then your commissioners, your board of supervisors, your, your, your school board members, things like that, they can easily manipulate the results of these races by simply disenfranchising voters, sending them the wrong ballots. I mean, people who otherwise would have just voted down ballot Republican, they can easily rig these races. And most of the time, nobody's going to notice. And that's exactly what happened in this county in Georgia. Now, I want to get to the part where they tried to make a defense argument and the judge completely smacked it down. Because it's just, it's just satisfying. I know that this is a small county, a small race, but... It's just satisfying to see a judge bitch slap uh, the election supervisor and her attorneys. So the testimony from election supervisor Hannah, Hannah DeRiso uh, went as follows. She was asked if she knew how many voters voted in the wrong district and replied, quote, there were errors made all around the county. Some had to do with redistricting during questioning. By Attorney Long, Doriso was presented with a series of text messages in which she stated she did not want the news of possible elections issues to get out until the election office had it all figured out. Uh, and, and Long asked, did you figure it out after all of this? And she said, oh gosh, no. We are still trying to figure it out. I just learned of more problematic vote, voters today. We will try to fix it no matter what it takes. Long asked, what have you done to fix it? And she said... Uh, well, we've, we've talked to the state, the, the county attorney, and basically they proved that her testimony under oath was in direct contrast to statements that she made to the news. The news broke about the lawsuit on November 18th, and sh then she contacted the news organization and said, quote, How about checking with the people who are actually being sued to see if any of the claims hold any credibility whatsoever? And she also said, also, nobody issued incorrect ballots. Get your facts right. So, under oath, she admitted that there were uh, the wrong ballots sent out, but uh, uh, she, she contacted the news trying to get them to correct the story and say that there were no uh, incorrect ballots issued. And, and they showed these text messages in court. Attorneys for Doriso Brown and Lovett then made their arguments uh, her attorney, Roundtree, asked for an opportunity pr to present an argument to the judge as to why the case should be dismissed. He argued that no legal votes were rejected and no illegal votes were accepted. Referencing the testimony from Doriso, Roundtree said, quote, She gave the definition of illegal votes, and it did not include a person who was assigned to vote in the district when they actually reside in a different district. That is not an illegal vote, he told the judge. Quote, not voting in this election is not an illegal vote, Roundtree told the court. 
What we have here is over 700 people who voted correctly, and those 700 people deserve to have their votes counted. And if this election is deemed to be a do-over, all those people have to do it again. When the people complaining had the chance to do it right the first time, they had lots of chances to get it right. They still got it wrong. Not intentionally, but they did. The judge asked Roundtree if it was his position that the burden is on the individual voter, not the registrar or the election officials, to make sure the ballots are correct and the information in the system is correct. Roundtree replied, yes. Get So it kind of reminds me of what was uh, Maricopa attorney Thomas Liddy blaming the voters in Arizona for showing up on election day and 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 blaming us right for for Maricopa County's failures and their corruption this attorney is trying to say it's the voters fault for not noticing or trying to correct the fact that they were sent the wrong ballot and the judge is not at all amused by this argument <clears throat> roundtree closed by saying quote I would say between those folks who did make a mistake and the 713 people who didn't make a mistake, those 713 shouldn't be required to do it again. So they also make this similar argument. I mean, they basically try to say that, you know, rendering, like in Arizona, we had, what, 292,000 ballots, lacking chain of custody, clear manipulation, election tampering, and they try to say, well, what about all these voters that did their due diligence to cross their T's and dot their I's, and you want to disenfranchise those voters and make it so that their ballots don't count? That's, that's, that, that's just a slap in the face to these voters who, who went out of their way and did everything they were supposed to do. And it's like, bitch, do you not understand that illegal votes being inserted into the count dilutes the vote of everybody else? So you want to make this argument... That we need to, we need to protect the integrity of these people who did their due diligence. And no, bitch, because if the election's rigged, then you're not protecting anybody. You're disenfranchising the will, of, and you're you're circumventing the will of the freaking people. They always try to make these stupid arguments. <clears throat> um. So, anyways, the judge towards the end, after 17 minutes recess, Judge Carp. Returned to the bench, he handily rejected the arguments by Roundtree and Perkins, citing a 2021 case by the Georgia Supreme Court. That case superseded the other two rulings cited by attorneys and established two prongs. One, if the number of illegal votes exceeds the margin of election results, that is sufficient grounds to set aside the election. And two, if there are systemic irregularities in the elections process that are sufficiently egregious to cast doubt on the result. And he said, the judge, he said, quote, and we at least have that. Carp rejected Doriso's definition of what constitutes an illegal vote, saying her opinion is not binding on me. Quote, where some electors were entitled to vote but not allowed to, and where other elections were allowed to vote when they shouldn't have been, it has illegality. He also uh, belabored that he believed the mistakes were unintentional but are present nevertheless, warranting a new election. So effectively... Uh, he just slapped him down in court, and he said, basically, uh, so so they don't have a date for a new election, but it's going to be announced sometime after the first of the year. And this is just very satisfying for me to read. Again, even though it's a very small race, it goes to show that when you can prove egregious anomalies, discrepancies, that render the outcome of the election unknown, then you should have a new election. And what's even better 
is the judge said, I don't believe this was intentional, but still, we have to have a new election. And effectively, that just goes to show the decision by the judge in Kerry Lake's case is completely off his freaking rocker, compromised, bought off, or something. Because he tried to set the burden of proof that you have to show intent. Like, you can show that the election was rigged, but that's not enough for me. You have to prove that it was intentional, meaning they meant to do it. And you have to you have to prove beyond a, a shadow of a doubt what was going through these people's minds, which is impossible. It's an impossible standard. And this judge in Georgia says, nah, that's bullshit. If you can show that the election is in doubt and we don't know who the clear winner is, then we have to have a new one. Okay, so Super Buff Shaft, $10 says, thanks for going live. It's not the hope we had, but very important to get this info out. One, Hobbs bypassed the info. Two, there was a big discrepancy, which honest people see the corruption, unlike ADK. ADK the troll, man. Yeah, but unfortunately, you know what? When I read the comments, these libtards, all they say, all they say is that, oh, a rural county, penal county, is actually diluting the vote of Maricopa County. So they try to make it look like Maricopa County and Pima County are perfect, and this just goes to show that these uh, rural counties are the real problem here. They They just try to flip it around. They don't get it. They don't get it. They, I, I, I personally, I don't give a damn which county it is. I want elections to be free, fair, transparent, and secure. This isn't about playing teams here. This isn't about Republican, Democrat. This is about our sacred right to vote. And for these people, it's 100% partisan. I like to believe in my heart of hearts that if the roles were reversed and I saw, if I saw elections being rigged uh, you know, against the Democrats... That I would come to their defense, just like I would if they were being censored on big tech platforms. Because I'm not stupid. Because I know, okay, if it's happening to them, one day it's going to happen to me. And just because somebody has an R or a D next to their name, if they're being illegally installed, they, just because they have the same party as me doesn't mean they represent the will of the people. They're obviously being installed to serve somebody else's agenda. <laughs> so... If I saw that a Republican was being installed into government, I would fight that just as hard as I would a Democrat. It doesn't matter to me. And it's just it's just ridiculous, man. Same thing with, with uh, freedom of speech. I don't want to see anybody silenced. Because, not just because of, well, if it's happening to them, it could happen to me. Not just because of that, but just out of sheer principle. Because freedom of speech is something I hold very sacred and it's, 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 um, as somebody who's experienced being censored, guys, <laughs> speaking of which, just this morning, I attempted to make a new YouTube channel because George, uh, Mr. Behizzi has been encouraging me to try it again. And, uh, I said, okay, all right, I'll give it a shot. It's been a long time since we got banned. Maybe YouTube, uh, they're not as diligent at looking at people like me because the election was two years ago. I got banned for talking about the 2020 election like almost two years ago. And I made an account, I posted a video, and I was banned again within five freaking minutes, man. See, this, they don't ban you 
uh, as an account. They ban you as a person. I changed my name. I changed my email address. I used a VPN. I used a different web browser. I used all that stuff. But somehow, I'm such a threat to the deep state. They're so scared of Nick Moseter telling the truth that they (laughs) they caught me in five freaking minutes, man. It just blew my mind. I couldn't believe it. I don't know. Some of the people that got banned, they've started up new accounts, and they're actually getting away with it, and I have no idea how. I'd like to know, but, you know, still, I don't, I don't care. Forget it. Because Rumble has been good to me. Rumble's not a perfect platform, but they allow us to speak our minds. In fact, right now, this live stream's on the frickin' front page of Rumble. They're being great to me. So... I don't want to move away from Rumble and get back on YouTube. I was going to try to do both, but screw it. Screw it. Screw the commies. Screw all these bastards, man. YouTube is asshole. F them. I don't need them. I got you guys here. Now, if you're not a subscriber on this channel, please click that subscribe button. Because one of the things, one of my goals is to just surpass my old YouTube channel. It's just like this personal vendetta I have. (laughs) We were up to 55,000 subscribers on YouTube. And until we get there on Rumble on an alternative platform, I just feel like, I don't know, I just feel incomplete. I feel like I, I just need to, I just need to stick it to these freaking commies, man. And you guys can help me do that. Now, so we got the results of the recount. It wasn't exactly what we were hoping for, but it is, it is good to show there was a massive discrepancy in the Millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil, also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's www.naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. NaturalHempOil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.NaturalHempOil.com. That's www.NaturalHempOil.com. When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill which may never exist. But believe it or not, I may have found the next best thing. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviewers can't be wrong. Simply place your order now to get 51% off along with many other free bonuses before they sell out by going to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com. www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. 
Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Between mass shootings, homicides, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjacking, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight includes an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass-breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope and wire cutter, siren, high and low LED lighting mode, and much more. Simply place your order now to get 66% off along with many other free bonuses before they sell out by going to www.fighterflare.com. Order now at www.fighterflare.com fighterflare.com race and uh so with that said we'll we'll stay we'll stay on that let me see if abraham hamadeus said anything well so here's what he said the results of the recount show that my opponent's lead has been cut by nearly half from 511 to 280 votes a shockingly high discrepancy again a recount just puts the ballots in the machine again. My legal team will be assessing our options to make sure every vote is counted. Every day that goes by, my opponent's lead has been shrinking. The recount has an unusually high discrepancy rate and swing. This is all about this is all without a complete inspection of the ballots. My opponent gained 196 votes, I gained 427. The outcome of this election is uncertain. Well, absolutely, it's uncertain. In a court of law, they're going to want that margin to be greater than 511. But So this is the most interesting sentence to me. My legal team will be assessing our options to make sure every vote is counted. And again, what I know is that per Arizona statute, he is entitled to a hand recount, not just a machine recount. And again, in court, they showed that the machines were wildly inaccurately tabulating votes. They were only able to look at about 2,600 ballots only in Maricopa County, by the way, and they found, uh, it was not very large, it was like 14 ballots, but he said that they were only given six hours to look. Okay, they were only given six hours to go through, what, 2.5 million ballots or something like that? There was absolutely no way. And they wanted to expand their ballot inspection And the judge, because he dismissed the cases, wasn't going to allow that. And he basically said, you were tasked with showing more than 511 vote discrepancy with this ballot inspection. And since you failed to do that, there's no evidence and the case is dismissed. And the county wants sanctions on your attorneys. (laughs) But uh, Abraham Hamaday, he expressed that they were unable to conduct a thorough ballot inspection. They had this ballot inspection the day before trial so they weren't even able to formulate arguments really they weren't not only were they not allowed to look at the ballots and understand um but they also weren't allowed to they didn't have time to formulate arguments uh and explain to the judge why it was important to look at more ballots they kind of fumbled in court the attorney did a horrible job i mean absolutely terrible i thought he was a saboteur it was it was mind blowing to me because the attorney was basically like, "Well, I concede 
to the defendants that we didn't find a big enough margin. And then he just proceeded to try to defend himself for bringing the case in the first place and didn't and was trying to avoid getting sanctioned. He was like, look, I know we lost. I, I know that we lost, but uh, look, I mean, I, I just I, I, th- I thought that there was evidence. And it was like, dude, what are you doing? What kind of bullshit is this? This guy is utterly floundering around, conceding to the defendants, the county, and Katie Hobbs' attorneys that he lost. That was some baby back bullshit, man. And so I hope Abraham Hamaday gets a new attorney. I really do, because that guy's incompetent. <clears throat> but he still has some legal options to pursue. Okay. Now, there was a couple more things I wanted to talk about. And one was this. This just came across my desk, and I found this absolutely mind-blowing, kind of hilarious, and also scary as hell. So, Mr. Ted Ross, and I'm not even going to attempt to say his last name, Ted Ross Abadabadigibidibubidiuris, he was talking about vaccinating children. Uh, and this was, this, is, this guy is the World Health Organization chief. Now, remember, they were trying to give the World Health Organization, like, unilateral power to circumvent, like, d- declaring a pandemic and giving them, like, absolute power. And fortunately, that failed. But this was the dude that would have been in charge of all that. And get this, man. He had a freaking Freudian slip on on par with when Joe Biden said, we created the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud system in American history. It was that bad. The dude said, countries are using the booster to kill children. And you have to hear this for yourself. Literally verbatim. That's what he said. Of its benefits, especially with elderly uh, groups, uh, senior citizens, especially above 65 and above 60. So if it's going to be used, it's better to focus on those groups who have risk of severe disease and death, rather than, as we see, some countries are using to give boosters to kill children, which is (laughs) not right. Then the equity issue comes here. Instead of boosting... I don't know. I'm not sure if the sound is terrible. It sounds terrible to me. But the dude said some countries are giving boosters to kill children, which is not right. Now, at least he got that part. He said it's not right. They're giving boosters to kill children, saying that we should only be, I guess, killing people over the age of 65. Now, Reuters jumped in, the fact checkers, of course, and defended this statement, saying that effectively... It's being misconstrued, misconstrued, and a WHO spokesperson told Reuters the sentence was the result of a slip of the tongue. Okay. Okay, so that's your best defense against that. Uh, a slip of the tongue. No, no, no. It's a, you, you might as well call it what it is, a Freudian slip of the tongue. See, these people, <laughs> the truth comes out with them eventually. When they say... Oh, yes, we're actually dawning in a new world order. Oops, I didn't mean to say that. I mean, uh, a new normal. Uh, I mean, when Joe Biden says, if you don't vote for me, you ain't black, and shows what a damn racist he is. We created the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud system in American history. It happens all the time. These people expose themselves. I mean, you can't make this stuff up. The man said that there's countries giving boosters to kill children, dude. Holy smokes, man. That's freaking crazy. 
So I just wanted to show you guys that. <laughs> it came out on the 26th. The Gateway Pundit's been really late these days. They're behind like a couple of days, but <laughs> I just had to show you that. Yeah, Nuremberg 2.0. Crimes against freaking humanity, man. It's true. That's what they're doing. Trying to kill kill tro- children with boosters, man. Okay, so one last thing. Uh, I want to talk about the fact that the January 6th committee withdrew its subpoena for Donald Trump. Donald Trump took to Truth Social celebrating this, saying, quote, was just advised that the unselect committee of political thugs has withdrawn the subpoena of me concerning the January 6th protest of the crooked 2020 presidential election. They probably did so because they knew I did nothing wrong. <laughs> no, they didn't. <laughs> or they were about to lose in court. Perhaps the FBI's involvement in rigging the election played into their decision. In any event, the subpoena is dead. Okay, trust me, Mr. Trump. It's not because Lizard Cheney or Benny Thompson finally realized you were innocent and decided, you know, to cease fire. That's not what happened. It's just funny that he even said that. No, they didn't realize you were innocent. I mean, they know you're innocent, but they are not like going to stop being sick, twisted, corrupt bastards and putting on this political theater uh, simply because of the evidence that you're innocent. That's not what happened. If they could, Donald Trump, if Lizard Cheney and Adam Kissassinger and uh, Benny, what's a good, I don't have a good nickname for Benny Thompson, but if they could, they would literally take you and throw you in a pit of literal wolves if they could get away with it, but they can't. And that's why they withdrew the subpoena. Benny Thompson, his bullshit lying ass, claimed that the reason was because, quote, Trump's testimony was no longer needed. Thompson noted in a letter to Trump's attorneys, quote, in light of the imminent end of our investigation, the select committee can no longer pursue the specific information covered by the subpoena. Okay, so I called this out from the beginning. The day that they issued the subpoena for Trump, you can go back and look. And I said that they it wasn't an accident that they waited until October 2022 to issue the subpoena. That was no accident. They could have, as soon as the January 6th committee formed, you would think they would subpoena Donald Trump, right? But they didn't. Uh, how many hearings did they have? How many times did they meet? And not once did they subpoena Trump until the very, very end. And this is the sole person that you're supposedly investigating. So really, it's, it's obvious what happened. The subpoena was nothing more than political theater, a stunt to inflict damage on Trump just before the 2022 midterms and try to make all the, you know, left left retards say, "Ooh, oh, he's a criminal. We got him this time." and get the headlines and get this running in the media only to inevitably have a Republican majority in the House and then obviously the 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 committee completely falls apart, right? They knew this. They knew this was going to happen and that's why they waited till the last minute. They wanted to make it look like they wanted to give enough time, okay? They did, <coughs> they did this in October. The election was in November, and they, they gave it enough time that they could say, oh, Trump has refused to comply with our subpoenas, which means he has something to hide, which is not how it played out. If you remember, Donald Trump was smart enough to be like, sure, I got no problem coming and testifying for you. Uh, complying with your subpoenas so long as it's live streamed 
Remember how he played that? He played that one very smart because he knew they were full of shit. He knew Trump could have easily made the case that the legislative branch trying to subpoena the former head of the executive branch's uh, personal records and communications violates separation of powers and executive privilege. And even if, even if that were to have failed, and they, you know, if they could, let's say they could force him to testify, they wouldn't want to. They don't want to. They never wanted to. They, they, they never wanted to give Trump unfettered access to the big screen to call them out about the, the National Guard, about election fraud, about his tweet telling people to go home and remain peaceful. They never wanted that. And in reality, like they never wanted anything except for a one-sided show trial. And so, again, they waited till the final moment, uh, just before the midterms, to get the headlines, get all the left hearts screaming they got him this time, to effectively drop it. And now the January 6th committee is dead, and, and Benny Thompson acknowledges this. You know, Republicans are going to take back the House in a matter of days. Lizard Cheney lost in a freaking epic landslide, one of the greatest landslides in incumbent history. Adam Kissassinger is gone. And so the Jan 6 committee is dead. And it's definitely not because they, you know, they didn't withdraw the subpoena because they realized Trump is innocent. They did what they did to inflict damage. Uh, it didn't work. Well, uh, I don't think it worked. I think that they rigged the election and then gaslighted us and said it was because of January 6th that the Republicans didn't see the right way. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I, I don't buy it whatsoever. But, you know, they, they did their job. Okay, now they're going home. They're sending referrals to the DOJ. The counts which they're recommending the DOJ prosecute him for, most of them are, are absolutely nothing. The one, uh, you know, alleging that he incited an insurrection is the only one that would bar him from holding office. However, that, uh, in a court of law, even in the most biased D.C. court, if you actually look at any of the evidence, the exculpatory evidence of his of his tweets and his, uh, you know, the things that he said to the public, like peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard, you know, like the 14,000 hours of... Um, of footage in D.C. that they've refused to release, like the evidence that Trump authorized the National Guard and Nancy Pelosi and Muriel Bowser refused it, all of that would come out in a court of law because Trump would get discovery. Trump would have the ability to you know, cross-examine and, and pr- present evidence. They, they never want that to happen. Uh, you know, even, if they, even if they got a hold of his private communications, it, it wouldn't matter because what really matters, you're, you're claiming that he incited an insurrection. And what he said to the public is all that really matters. And can you find one slight, even even anything that you could possibly twist into making people believe that that was his intention on January 6th? No, there's nothing. Absolutely nothing. So I've maintained and said this a couple of times I, I don't even believe that they're going to indict him. Now, uh, people have really pushed back on me and said, Nick, you got to remember, we're in uncharted, unprecedented territory, and you cannot put anything past these people. And I will concede to that, okay? But I guess I still live in the world where, you know, we, we, we live in a world of facts and where evidence matters, and clearly it doesn't. So I can't sit here and honestly say, I know what they're going to do. 
But at the same time, reason tells me they don't want to ever give Trump the opportunity to defend himself. It's always been about keeping, you know, an ongoing investigation, an endless investigation that that never concludes. It never results in any charges being brought or accountability or anything. And they always come up empty handed and they believe that these endless witch hunts inflict damage to Donald Trump and turn people away from MAGA. And so if that's what they've been doing for the past six years, what would change my mind to believe that they're actually going to get them or they're actually going to even attempt to get them? I don't know. But, you know, one thing's for sure. They they do not want Trump to run in 2024. They want to bar the man from holding office. And they are absolutely desperate, desperate to make that happen. <clears throat> Denise Ann says, how can he be charged with insurrection when nobody's been charged for insurrection? Right. Right. I mean, these people have been charged for trespassing, held in in, uh, in D.C. gulags indefinitely, awaiting trial for years for trespassing. So if you're not charging all these people with insurrection, then, you know, why would you charge Donald Trump, the so-called ringleader? Doesn't make any sense. Yes, we are in a psychological war. And uh, so, guys, we're hit, We're about to hit that hour mark. And I would ask you to all subscribe to this channel, smash that rumble button, consider supporting this channel using the affiliate links in the description, which I'm not even sure if I put them there. But one thing that would really uh, help support this channel is going to nickmoseeder.locals.com, signing up to become a $5 supporter over there, uh, because I'm completely 100% backed by you guys and your support completely completely supported by you guys and it really really goes a long way um, but you'll also get access to one video at least every single week exclusively for supporters over there and uh, you know it just would be greatly appreciated but you also get a little added bonus there yeah uh, <laughs> FLA Saltman says they were charged for creating an erection. Dude, I wish I had it on hand. I saw the freaking compilation of, you know, Chuck Schumer and Benny Thompson, all these dipshits saying Trump incited an erection over and over and over. <laughs> Behizzy $1 says if everyone gave $1, Abraham Hamaday would get enough votes to win. Yeah, I'm not sure how that math plays out but it, it sounds good to me i like that strategy <laughs> yeah but hizzy but yeah you're a little late man wrapping up the show so it is uh you know the past couple of days rumble's been acting funny man they put my live stream every day on the rumble homepage, right but as soon as i end the live stream it comes off and i'm i emailed him about it i'm i said this is what i said in my email i was like listen man as a small creator who got permabanned off YouTube, getting put on the front page of Rumble is like Hunter Biden find a, finding a crack rock, okay? And then to get taken off the front page abruptly with no reason, explanation, it's like Hunter Biden finding a crack rock and then discovering it's only Parmesan cheese. This is what I said. This is what I said to Rumble. You know, it's like, dude, I get elated, I'm a small I'm a small channel man. So getting put on the front page man it just it just honestly it makes my day to see 1500 people watching and then they just they just ripped the rug out from under me man it sucks. So 
what they told me is they're putting you on the live feed, okay? And then once you end the live stream, then it comes off. So I was, so I was like, oh, shoot. So I just got to stay live forever, man. <laughs> if I just stay live forever, then, oh, wow, you guys are very kind. Thank you. UP True Breed, Nick, let your beard have that natural gray. <laughs> what do you think? I dye my beard? I don't dye my beard, man. This is just how it comes in. You know, my dad has black hair and a red beard, which is now gray. But this whole thing where I have different colored hair up top than I do the beard, it's its genetic, man. I can't do nothing about it. Uh, TZ Burton says, Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New Year to you too, brother. Thank you for the $5 Rumble rant. Really appreciate the support, guys. You have no idea. <clears throat> so, man. Abe Hamaday, brother. Abe Hamaday, man. I, I honestly, I think that the attorney general in Arizona is effectively more important than Carrie Lake in the governor's seat. Because check this out. Let's say Carrie Lake becomes the governor, but you have a Democrat attorney general, Maez. Carrie Lake, the Republican legislature, they can pass all these new laws, okay? And Carrie Lake signs them into law, which is great. But what does the law really matter if there's nobody there to actually prosecute if because uh, we have laws on the books already but these people they break the law and the only person there to apparently the only person to do something about it is the soros bought off sheriffs the district attorneys and mark burnovich who's a do-nothing swamp creature so i really want to see abraham hamaday win i want to see a republican an america first republican mind you as the attorney general in Arizona, because do we really need new laws? Uh, yes, I think we do. But the real problem is the lack of enforcement. So I'm not too sold on the idea that, you know, um, Carrie Lake is more important than Abraham Hamaday as a chess piece. But effectively in 2024, we're going <laughs> to, we're going to need all three. The reality is we're going to need all three secretary of state, attorney general, and governor. And if you don't have all three, 2024 is, is just bad news for Republicans, um, particularly Donald Trump in the Electoral College situation. So, FLA Saltman says, need some more likes. Yeah, man, we need some more rumbles, baby. Smash that rumble button, man. If nothing else for my damn ego. Because you see 1,500 people watching, only 300 rumbles. It just It's like... What's going on here? What's going on here? You guys just want me to be butthurt? I don't think you guys want my butt to, hurt, butt to hurt, do you? Nah, come on, come on. You don't want my butt to hurt? What am I, frickin' LGBTQ? Ah, super buff shafts. Oh, Nick, do you have time to talk about the Wisconsin Twitter drops? I'm confused where that guy got all of that info. Okay, that's a great question, you know. We're looking for some material. So, so Pete Berniger. I think that's how you say his name. <clears throat> I found Pete Berniger because um, Hot Wisconsin. If you guys remember Harry Waite of Hot Wisconsin, he was the guy that he found that you can absolutely change somebody's voter registration address 
in the WIS vote system in Wisconsin. It's so easily exploitable. And he wanted to show this, and he wanted to be, be like a whistleblower. And so what he did was he actually changed Robin Voss, the House Speaker's address, to his own address, as well as the mayor. I think it was Corey Mason. I might be wrong. But he changed their two addresses to his own and had their ballots sent to his house just to prove that this system is completely exploitable. Now, the attorney general in Wisconsin said, Oh, this doesn't prove anything. All that this proves is that you've broken the law, and you will be prosecuted to the full extent of the law. And they've, they've prosecuted Harry Waite. So that's... Anyways, Harry Waite posted on his Telegram that Pete Berniger... Pete Berniger was a star witness in Wisconsin who testified before the Wisconsin Campaign and Elections Committee. And uh, apparently he made a Twitter. Apparently this dude made a Twitter. And he just started dropping freaking bombs about Claire Woodall Vogue and Robin Voss and all these people and exactly how they rigged the election in 2020. And so I took screenshots and I, I, I posted it um, all over my Telegram. And it got shared a bunch of times. So there's been a lot of attention drawn to this. And uh, yesterday, Pete Berniger just kept going, man. I mean, at this point, he's published so many tweets. It's I I can't possibly cover it all. I just directed everybody's attention to his account. But I will pull this up. I want to show you guys a couple of the things that he's claimed and then encourage you all to go to his Twitter account. Follow him if you want to keep up with this because he's been just dropping bombs. So on December 27th, Peter Berniger said, City of Milwaukee's election clerk, Claire Woodall Vogue, printed ballots in her back conference room of City Hall. She and her team did so. For three weeks leading up to the November 3rd, 2020 election, Omar Sheik, a private citizen from Chicago, was present in the room. Now, before we go any further, I want to say that he's making these claims without necessarily providing all of the receipts. He shows some receipts for some of the claims, but some of them are just flat-out claims without the receipts. Uh, but, I mean, I don't doubt this for a second. Again, Peter Berniger was the star witness in Wisconsin uh, back in 2020. <clears throat> and this is authenticated because apparently uh, Harry Waite knows that this is actually Peter Berniger. So the second tweet, Claire Woodall Vogue, Omar Sheik, Kimberly Zapata took the ballots they printed in the back conference room to the fourth and sixth floors of Milwaukee City Hall. Teams of CTCL and others filled out the documents so the counts match. Now, guys, my memory is not so good, but I remember, I remember information coming out about this. There was a whistleblower, and I think it was some sort of uh, private investigator. He attested to something very similar to this, that there was there was something going on in in a you know hotel room where they were filling out ballots in Milwaukee City Hall. So there was also you know teams of CTCL present, and we also know what was that one guy's name, that CTCL fella, who had effectively rigged up internet access to the EMS, um, in like he had the internet running up to his hotel floor. There's a lot of credibility. There's a lot of different pieces to this puzzle that match up and make this story that he's claiming here 
Very believable. So, anyways, Claire Woodall Vogue, Kimberly Zapata, Jonathan Zuniga, Michael Lawrence, Neil Albrecht, Private Citizen Omar Sheik colluded to print ballots, plucking names and addresses from the WIS vote list of registrants, voting for people without their knowledge right in Milwaukee City Hall. Woodall Vogue didn't misplace the USB stick at 3.30 a.m. November 4th. She removed Trump votes from it and added Biden votes. She made up a story to, to the two police officers who drove her back to the USB for the USB. Zapata handed her a different USB. Squad car 554 officer shook up. They went to FBI. So the squad car officers actually went to the FBI because there was obviously there was something here that's not making any sense. The officer stated Woodall Vogue put on an act of being distressed. It was just that. An act. On the USB, Zapata gave Vogue, where counts of ballots fed through tabulators twice. Vogue looked for low turnout wards. She fed those ballots through twice. Source? Eyewitness. So, Peter Berniger had somebody on the ground here uh, documenting all of this and reporting this back as an eyewitness. So, these are the claims uh, of his eyewitness that effectively, uh, they printed all these ballots, filled them out, and they were put through in wards where there was a low count so that I guess they they knew they could get away with it. People wouldn't look and be like, what? The turnout here makes absolutely no sense. There were so many votes in this ward, way more than statistically possible. No, they picked low count wards where not a lot of people voted to slip it in there, and they knew that nobody would notice, but apparently Peter Berniger did. Okay. Favorite trick of Claire Woodall Vogue. Milwaukee elections clerk has changed the wording of processes Documents, definitions, classic liberal trick, change the terminology, or change the words themselves, all to create confusion. Claire made up her own rules. Next, Robin Voss, House Speaker. Robin Voss knows all I tweeted so far and more. He was the inside Milwaukee City Hall. Oh, he has the inside Milwaukee City Hall documents. Massive election fraud and Voss has been sitting on it. A person who can confirm this fact, Gableman. Voss knew of these election frauds for a long time, and he has hidden it from the public. So, we know Gableman is trustworthy. I mean, I believe he is. Former Supreme Court Justice Gableman uh, was, like, dropping some freaking bombs in his investigation into Wisconsin, and Robin Voss obstructed and put a, uh, put a stop to it. I believe he cleared out his office and ended the investigation as soon as he won his re-election. <clears throat> One person was alone in a room with Robin Voss. The person asked Voss to look into the election fraud, and Voss replied, I don't fucking care. Holy... Oh, my God. Not at all surprising. If you'll remember, Speaker Voss, he actually said he believed there was widespread fraud... At the conclusion of Gableman's, uh, and well, preliminary investigation, and he said, I believe there's widespread fraud, but there's nothing we can do about it. <laughs> and so this guy has been sitting on massive evidence. All this stuff Peter Berniger is claiming, he says Voss has had it in his possession this entire time. Voss joined with the MKE City Elections Commission Board. They have their own in addition to WEC and voted to accept the definition of, quote, application, same as the absentee envelope. The envelope is not an application. Claire, with Voss, 
cheated by changing the meaning. Yeah, so when you apply for a mail-in ballot, wouldn't you agree that the application for a mail-in ballot is different than the actual ballot envelope? Yeah, of course, but they changed the definition to make those two things one and the same. Now, he says that Robin Voss has been charging a fee to state Republican reps in sort of a pay-to-play scheme, and he can prove this along with the uh, 990s. Basically, if a rep does not pay Robin Voss, the rep is denied a committee chair put in a closet of an office with 1970s furniture. It is a pay-to-play fraudulent scheme. Claire Woodall-Vogg knows when an absentee ballot comes in if the person is a Republican or Democrat. City of Milwaukee election clerk Claire Woodall-Vogg is using keylogger software on her employees and temps. You know, the people who work our elections. She is spying on her staff, on the election workers. So Clara Woodall-Vogg has software to hack into her staff's computers. And he said there's 64,211 encrypted voter ID numbers. Location, Milwaukee. Why? Who did this? I have the whole list. Robin Voss knows about the encrypted Wisconsin voter ID numbers. Why didn't he tell the public? Why didn't he investigate? In the sworn deposition I took of Woodall Vogue, she stated 60,000 people walked into her office and obtained an absentee ballot. Obtained for, quote, in-person absentee voting was her testimony. My comment, not believable. ESNS ballot-on-demand machines used two of them to print the ballots in the back conference room of room 501, Claire Woodall Vogue's office in MKE City Hall. So he's showing the two... Uh, ESNS machines that they used to print the ballots in the back conference room at City Hall. So he's got the receipts on the the machines. Michael Lawrence cheating scam by him. Woodall Vogue, Kimberly Zapata, Jonathan Zuniga, Neil Albrecht, the Ward Chiefs, were told if person has a copy of this letter, they were to be given a ballot, no questions asked, no ID or other resident document needed. Thousands given out. So, remember, remember he said um, 60,000 people walked in her office and obtained an absentee ballot. All they needed was a copy of this letter. <clears throat> I'll put the letter on the screen for a second if you want to read it. Take a screenshot, but I'm going to go ahead and skip this. But it appears that this was sort of like a, uh, a signal, you know? If you got this letter, you get the ballot. Here is Robin Voss directly lying to the crowd, attempting to say everyone who gets an absentee ballot must show a photo ID. Voss knows Claire Woodall Vogue in Milwaukee gave out tens of thousands of absentee ballots without requiring a photo ID. Voss has the documents proving it. So let's go ahead and play this 20-second clip. We do not take sides in primaries. We do not take sides in primaries for open seats. So if somebody decides to run for the legislature, they have the ability to run. Rack does not. We do not take sides in primaries. So what a freaking crook liar piece of shit. Sorry for that outburst, but I hate Robin Voss. Map of room 501 City Hall. He has all the names. He knows everybody that was there. They all participated. And this, I'm not going to bother going into detail here but he has the schematics like he knows exactly who was there uh where they were 
Milwaukee election fraud, Woodall fog, Kimberly Zapata, Jonathan Zuniga, Sonia Maldonado, Phyllis in warehouse, Stephanie in warehouse, Debbie, office receptionist, Michael Lawrence, letter scammer, Mark Spritzer. No, no, this is it. Spritzer Rubenstein. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the guy. I think it's, I thought his name's Michael Spritzer Rubenstein, but this was the CTCL employee that effectively was sent in there and had um, internet access up to his hotel room. <clears throat> so we, we got all the names. At, at Milwaukee and Dane City recounts, Trump attorneys not faithful to President Trump. They failed to see the fraud sitting right before their eyes at the recounts. It was not the vote counts, but one, matching all the, all the paperwork. Two, quality of the ballots, i.e. tens of thousands, were fraud. So the, the Trump attorneys failed. You know, seeing that they did a recount, they counted the ballots, but Berniger is saying they failed to realize that basically they were counting fraudulent uh, counterfeit pieces of paper and the records did not match. And this could be, this could have been proven, but the attorneys failed to actually identify this. So Trump attorneys failed. Part two, Trump attorneys at WIS recounts failed to see the applications. Woodall Vogg and Madison clerk Maribeth Witzel Bell needed more matching applications to match paper ballot count. These two clerks hid election documents from the attorneys. Would have exposed it all back then. Part three, Trump attorneys didn't know what to look for. In Dane City, they missed the large bags of ballots with a red marking on them being dragged behind a curtain. Green marked bags were counted. Red marked not. Deputy clerk said, don't worry, police behind curtain. But there wasn't. So they had clearly marked the, the ballot bags differently. The fraudulent ballots were, uh, they contained red markings. The legitimate ballots had green markings. And this was their way of doing a recount, which was more like a shell game. And they were able to hide the red marked ballots behind a curtain. And, and they told them that there was deputy clerks back there. Don't worry. But the reality was they weren't. Part 4, Trump campaign and the reps did not push to see observer or examine the applications for absentee ballots. Cost Trump the election in Wisconsin because the counts didn't match up. Claire, in fact, was, quote, curing ballots paperwork well into March 2021, and they didn't have enough applications. Part 5, Trump attorneys in Dane County overheard by more than one eyewitness conspiring against Trump. Ooh, that's a big one. So... I guess he had an eyewitness that heard Trump attorneys conspiring against Trump. They planned and worked against their own client. I have that lead attorney identified, and I 1,000% believe that. Um, Trump's advisors, Trump's attorneys, there's always someone there, a snake in the grass, to sabotage Trump at every turn. And it's that, I mean, they surround Trump with these people. I remember there was a a situation in Wyndham, New Hampshire. And there was one of Trump's advisors, I'm not going to say his name, but he happens to live in Wyndham, New Hampshire. And I was in Wyndham, and I, I knew exactly what was going on on the ground. And this this advisor to Trump was giving him wrong information. Absolutely giving him wrong information intentionally. And... uh Effectively, when I saw Trump's posts from his Save America platform, and the I, I saw him post things that were flat out wrong, I knew the source, and I knew it was his advisor misleading him. 
and we've seen time and time again people in Trump's corner sabotaging him, misleading him, uh, you know, setting him up. Just, I mean, the Mar-a-Lago thing, clearly there's someone in Trump's circle that tipped off the FBI and told him that Trump, you know, was removing boxes from the secure location, blah, 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 and it resulted in a raid at his home. There was obviously an informant in Trump's orbit that, that you know, and that, that's, that's clear. <clears throat> Part 7, teams were employed by Woodall Vogue and MKE from August 2020 through October 30th, 2020. But they continue to process these documents through March 2021. Many fraudulent. Trump's attorneys missed inspecting all the documents. Robin Voss knows all this. He is sitting on the documents. No rep presidential candidate can win Wisconsin as the liberals are cheating. Campaigning doesn't matter. Look at Biden, Hobbs in Arizona, Fetterman in Pennsylvania. None of them campaign. Why? They know the elections are rigged in their favor. So they don't have to campaign. RNC, GOP, don't get it. No presidential candidate can win with TV, radio, rallies, lawn signs, or debates. As liberals are cheating big time, inflating voter rolls, double-feeding ballots, changing the rules, Republicans go after votes. You can't win that way. Liberals illegally get ballots. They win. Stop election fraud. So that concludes uh, part one. Okay, part one concluded on December 27th and then there's an entire new slate of tweets from December 28th and I am not I am not going to read all this it's way too much but I want you guys to go to at Peter Berniger the man has amassed a 1400 uh, following count in a matter of like three days and that's because he's dropping bombs man but I want you guys to, to subscribe to Peter Berniger I also want to compel you guys one more time to smash the rumble button, subscribe to this channel, consider going to nickmoseater.locals.com if you if you uh, like this channel and the work that we do here, be, it would be greatly appreciated to get your support. Uh, so, I want to thank you all for watching, thanks for tuning in, and I will see you next time. When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new ebooks titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now.
Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass-breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. www.fighterflare.com. Order now.